I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't you love the anticipation? The moment before the curtain goes up, wondering if the show will live up to all the... Hype and expectation. I'm rooting for underwhelming. Ah, if you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. This guy is doing great work. I have to have snacks Monday through Friday. I have to have snacks for school, snacks for after school, snacks for TV watching, snacks for just when I feel like snacking. I have to have my snacks. Put them in my belly. So I was just laying there, taking it all in. I've tried to swallow it. I'm super excited for that. Lady Bone of Herbine. That is uh, tough to listen to. And now. This better be good. I left a cold protein shake on my desk. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Tuesday morning, the 14th of May. Mm. Brand new what? Kevin and Bean Show. Okay. Did I say that wrong? Karen Bean Show. Oh. Is Karen Bean Show? That's close enough. (laughs) Okay. All right. What's up, Snap Peas? How are you? I mean. Butt nuggets, Snap Peas. Yeah. Is this, this is your new thing. (laughs) <laughs> right? But all year, is it? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> see? Right. Look. Got to get those catchphrases going. You sure. Know? You never know what's going to catch That's what we're all about. Right. <laughs> catchphrases. How is everybody? We are good. How are you? Allie, I hear you got a ton of sleep. Yeah, yeah. Feel, I, uh, feeling good? I woke up at around 2. Oh, and uh, no. Then just stayed awake. Ooh. Did a little laundry. Uh, cleaned out a closet. <laughs> So things are going good, feeling real good. Excellent. Uh huh. What is the uh, what is the answer in a situation like that? Does anyone? I mean, this is this would be a million dollar idea if somebody could solve it. How can you go back to sleep when you wake up in the middle of the night and you you just can't turn your brain off? What's the answer? Yeah, usually I can, but for some reason I don't know if two felt too close to the time I usually wake up. So I'm like, might as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. I almost reached for my day quill because I've been having allergies. See, <laughs> because. Uh, See. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't. And obviously you can't use anything heavy duty because you have to get up in a couple of hours anyway. Right. So right. You, you just need to figure out a way to get that last hour. Yeah. It wasn't coming. I don't know so. what the answer to that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Tough one. It's a tough one indeed. Well, speaking of tough, um, being here, you guys know me. What? Um <laughs> I, I, I've been thinking a lot about uh, uh, this lately because I'm uh, going to be looking for another job here soon. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we all can agree that there is uh, ageism in the hiring process in many industries. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the least of which is entertainment. Right. In entertainment, I mean, you if you're, if you're a day over 25, 23 if you're a woman, you're not going to get a job unless you're extraordinarily lucky or really have something super, super special going on. Correct. Right? 
So I'm a guy who's walking into a situation and at an age where many people are considering retirement and I am nowhere near interested in retiring. And my argument would be, look, I'm not a professional athlete, okay? I, I, my job is not f- physical. Mm-hmm. I am, I believe, performing at the top of my game. Right. You, you wouldn't know it from, you know, this show lately. But sure. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying I have more experience and I'm better at doing my job now than I would have been had you hired me five years ago or 20 years ago. What are we doing? Okay. What are we doing here? Right. It's a perfect example, right? That guy right there, he knows, right? So I'm thinking a lot about this and how, you know, how to, uh, how to break that barrier through, how to get people to look at me and go, yeah, I know we can hire someone with far less experience, but maybe this time we go with the older guy because he knows what he's doing. And I say all that to say this. I was going to say, why are you complaining to us? We can't hire you. I'm not complaining. Okay. I'm not complaining. I'm just bringing it up. All I mean, right. I think, I think this is probably something a lot of people, especially people you know, who, who want to make a career change, mm-hmm. like the man I'm about to tell you about, they got to go, hey, why not hire me? This is a fascinating story to me. He is named Sean Donovan. He lives in California. He is an active duty special operations chief for the Navy SEALs. Wow. His goal when he retires... Same with you, right? Very similar. (laughs) So far, so far, same resume. (laughs) His goal when he retires from the Navy next year and what he's been dreaming of is moving back to New York City where he grew up and becoming a New York York City firefighter. That's what he wants to do. Right. So he has been laying the groundwork for that. Hey, Jensen, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Good to see you. Good to see you. He's been laying the groundwork for that. He hadn't said a a word. I just want to make sure he was with us. Okay. I'm very, I'm intrigued by where you're going. I thought it was boredom and you died. (laughs) I I wonder how high this soapbox is over here that he's on. (laughs) So he's Just a reminder, uh, we end at 10 a.m. Right, gotcha. (laughs) All right. He's uh, laying the groundwork to get this job in the fire department. So he has taken the test and he scored in the top 1% of applicants for the New York City Fire Department. Top 1%. Right. Written, physical, everything. This guy is as well qualified to be a firefighter as anyone who's ever lived, except that he's 37 years old. And the cutoff is 35. Really? For a firefighter? Really? In New York City, yes. Wow. Now, they knew when they let him take the test and take the physical and do all the mental and everything like that. They knew that he was born in 1981, but they still let him take the test and everything. And like I said, he scored off the charts top 1%. And now they're saying, no exceptions for anyone. We can't hire you because you're 37. Now, I'm going to say that a guy who is a who has served four combat tours and is a special operations chief for the Navy SEALs, is probably going to make a pretty good firefighter. Yeah, I would think so, too. I would think that him at 37 is going to be better than most men or women that are walking through the door at 25. Wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, and of course, yeah. Can I ask you, is it just that you're grandfathered in? That's why so many chiefs are, like, in their 50s and stuff like that? Well, I don't um, think they get hired yeah, in their 50s. No, so you're I, saying I know, so new hires. New, new hires, hires yeah. have to be under 37. Under 35. 35. And they wow. can't, yeah, and then they let you just kind of become a long term firefighter. I have after that. no idea. Exactly, yeah. Oh. So I, because I, I it's lo- ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. It, d- and it, does, I, it is true, Bean. I see what you've done here at K Rock to be extremely similar to what they do at firefighting. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Or, Thank you, or Navy SEALs, right. Mm-hmm. Navy SEALs. I've got it all. So, somebody connected the dots. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like this is the guy you want to hire. And, and I also think that who knows? The fire department in New York has been around for probably 200 years. 
when this was enacted, when they came up with this policy, if you were 37, you're probably going to die at 55, right? Yeah, at different times. Pe- yeah, people at 37 now are going to live to be 80 for the most part, right? I mean, they got right. a lot of life left in them. Well, anyway, there is, uh, I don't know if this is going to be satisfying to Mr. Donovan, but as a result of this story going viral, multiple fire, fire departments have said, over here, we'll take you. We'll take we'd you, be, yeah. de- We'd be delighted to have you. He's already been contacted by the Denver Fire Department. They have a minimum age of 21, but no age cap. You can apply a- anytime, uh, however old you are, as long as you can, as long as you can do the job, essentially. Which, by the way, I think is the very definition of ageism. If you can do the job, you ought to be able to hire despite your age. So uh, the job hunt's going well, Bean? <laughs> I haven't. Uh, ha- I don't know yet. <laughs> San Francisco to fire, fire Department says you have to be at least 20, no age cap. So they are welcoming him if he would like to go there. You should be a He's, firefighter. Yeah. But his, his dream, you guys are missing the point here. His <laughs> but imagine Bean is a firefighter with the, the helmet, his dream, the the hose, <laughs> running with the hose. Oh, running with the hose would be so great. <laughs> He'd get like two feet and he's like, this is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Save the animals first. <laughs> anyway, his dream is to be a New York City Fire Department. We'll see if they make an exception. So far, they have said no, but we wish the best for Mr. Donovan. I hope he gets a job and then I hope I get one right after him. All right. You kind of wish you got one first though, right? Uh, no, I'm gonna. I, I'll step aside for Sean. He's a oh, goddamn nice. American wow. hero. Wow, very nice. Get, get the drummer sound. Such a liar, <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Beach show, shall we? Kevin, I need you to tell this story better. <laughs> she says after every story I tell. <laughs> uh, what's up with Florida on the program today? It's a great question. Mm. Um, who is interested in? Why should we be interested in Avatar? Yeah, what are we missing? I just I have no interest level in it. I have an open mind today. I want to Same. hear why. Mm-hmm. Because just maybe th- there are things I forgot about it. Kevin, you mm-hmm. say that, but I guarantee if Avatar was opening this weekend, you would go see it. I guarantee it. Uh, you uh, do not miss event movies. That's very possible. But mm-hmm. what we're talking about is five more. Yeah. Right. So when you look at all that, you go, honestly, like, I can't imagine going to five more Avatar movies. That's a lot. Well, in the last one, we found out that Luke Skywalker died, right? So now we got to figure out who, what this rise of the Skywalker is all about. That's I mean, we're invested in the Star Wars. different. Oh, I yeah. did get confused. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, you were on lockdown. We're going to talk to you today. <laughs> Based on uh, last Friday night when there was a police investigation going on and no one could come in and no one could go out. But it was a casino. If you're going to be on lockdown, best place. Yeah, not Absolutely. a bad place. Best place. And, I want to uh, get locked down in my home. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping they just put police tape around my house and say you can never leave. And uh, Bean almost died. Oh. So we got that going for us. Uh, we will take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. This is the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Much like uh, Tyrion on Game of Thrones, our own Allie McKay drinks and she knows things. And now she's here to share some of those things with us. It's time for What's Happening. Is he also uh, the little person? Uh, yes, Peter Dinklage's character. Sweet. That's right. We yeah. don't see height. You don't? No. Okay. No. He's just a human being. Apologize. Yeah. I just I just meant in reference to the other characters. Is he uh, Oh, sure. Smaller, yeah, absolutely. That's what you meant. A little meant. smaller than them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Guys, um, this Snapchat filter that can make you look like the opposite gender. Yeah. Do we all have to do it and see how ugly or hot we are? I've seen a lot of my friends look pretty good. Right? Yeah. I've seen uh, girlfriends of mine that I'm like, woo, you as a dude, I would for sure. <laughs> and you, you're you saying the same about guy friends? Yeah. That look like beautiful ladies. They look like beautiful, yeah, women. 
Well, uh, there's a guy in the UK that decided to make a fake Tinder account for himself with all the pictures he took with the filter to make him look like a lady. Her name is Jess. He made a fake profile. He was surprised to see the number of likes and the hundreds of matches that he made. Um, What also shocked him were the uh, dude sending really creepy messages. Mm. So welcome. Welcome to our world, sir. Congratulations. I couldn't believe, and again, because I I don't experience being a woman on the internet, Allie, Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe how many guys immediately started asking for naked pictures. Absolutely. (laughs) Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, if it's not asking for naked pictures, it's immediately sending you one of them naked, Mm -hmm. Uh which is uh, nice. Um, That's what a lady wants. Absolutely. Uh, Mentions of uh, the pork sword were sent to him. All right. Um, that's, a, that's a Game of Thrones spoiler. That's not has oh, nothing to do okay. with... okay. Yeah. Also, uh, are you a beaver? Because, damn. I mean, I don't hate that. <laughs> yeah. That was a yeah. that was a good try you right there, genius. sir. You don't. You really don't. Um, I feel like we all need to take a picture or a little video with the filter and see if people can figure out who's who. Because some of my friends look nothing like them. Hmm. I'm like, why are you all of a sudden a Latino guy? <laughs> it's very strange. Um, I I did it, and I will tell you, I have a thick neck, and I am the broiest of bros. All right, really? Like, I could be like an affliction model <laughs> if they had those. I, I must see. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I feel like we all need to do this. I agree. Yeah, I've always okay. wanted to know what you'd look like if you competed in MMA. Yeah, it's totally what it is. Oh, good. Oh, it's good, you guys. <laughs> it's real good. All right, well, we will check out that uh, Snapchat on Filter and hopefully post our stuff in, sure. in just a bit, you guys. I know you all were waiting with beta breath. Fox executives announced yesterday that Empire will end its run after its sixth season. What's going on? And they added that producers have no plans to bring back Jesse Smollett, at least for now. The Canceled. Fox, Fox Entertainment CEO Charlie Collier said, you know, we're going to go out guns a-blazing. One of the great benefits of announcing the final season is that it actually allows fans to lean in and have the ending they deserve. Six years is a remarkable run. Plus, we want to get out before anyone else fakes a hate crime. Well, they said that? They said oh, that on there? No, I'm sorry. I was I reading be- between oh. the lines. Oh, I see. Yeah. Do you think they will, or have they already written in why that character disappears? I don't know. You'd have to. You'd I don't have, think so. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't yeah. just erase him entirely with no say, right? Just pretend he wasn't there. Right. Yeah. I mean, he'll. Sh- I, I really think he'll show up in the finale. You, you do? do? Yeah. Mm. In the series finale, I think so. By that they'll point. say, where you been? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a year well, and me, a half. I've been faking a hate crime. <laughs> no reference to him at all until the no. finale. Yeah. That's funny. Like, hey, Jamal. He just walks <laughs> out of the bathroom and flushes. Yep. Right. <laughs> hey, what's everybody doing? My stomach is killing me. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of be amazing. And I might watch Empire for that. No, definitely I, Didn't not. we all love that show so much when yeah. it started? Oh, my gosh. First couple seasons. Season one. Great. Season one was great. I was season two, so I was... in. Sort of out on season two. Loved Cookie. Mm-hmm. And then Same. season three, I was like, and good night. Didn't watch it again. It did not hold. No. Real good run, though, for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real good run. Uh, you guys, who do you want to talk about now? Well, I mean. Is that my job? It's sort of your, okay. your thing there. Okay. Yeah. How about Felicity Huffman? 
She broke down in court yesterday while pleading guilty to rigging her eldest daughter's SAT score as part of the massive college admission scam. The former deputy, deputy, the former desperate housewife star who now faces a recommended four months in prison under her deal with prosecutors began crying while discussing the evidence against her with the Boston federal judge. And then later in the proceeding, Huffman officially pled guilty to conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services mail fraud, which carries a maximum 20-year sentence. Prosecutors will recommend four months in prison at Huffman's scheduled September 21st sentencing, along with one year of supervised release and a $20,000 fine all of which Huffman agreed to in the plea deal she signed Isn't last month. she the one that was saying she was going to be not guilty? Oh, no. no that's, Felicity uh, that was some yeah. Lori, Lori Loughlin. Lori Loughlin. Yeah, Felicity okay. Huffman is the one that right she's, away... Yeah, she's she, done it right the whole way. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I believe the other one is... Uh, Aunt not, Becky is yeah. is going to go to trial. She's saying not she's guilty. She's looking yeah. for. Yeah. Well, I don't know how she. I don't know how she's possibly going to pre- present a defense. Her defense is already set. Mm-hmm. She's going to say that she believes she was doing something that might be against morals, but didn't right. know she was doing something against the law, and that right. it was the guy who took the money who decided to make those decisions. Right, but ignorance of the law, as we have famously heard, is no excuse. Uh, but you don't you're have missing, to know it's illegal. Yeah, right? you're missing a huge part, though. Um, very wealthy. Yeah, white privilege. So you've got, well, you've not only white privilege, you've got her, you got Robert Kraft, you've got Jussie Smollett. Mm-hmm. A lot of rich people get out of a lot of stuff. Well, true. That Just is true. Just saying. I heard a uh, one legal expert yesterday mm-hmm. saying that Felicity Huffman is making it look so much worse for all the other people who haven't already pled guilty yes. or are, are pleading not guilty because she is exactly what federal prosecutors want. And she may not even get any jail time. Yeah, they might use her as an example and say, right. listen, she did everything correct from the get-go. Do that next time. You think they had a meeting where they all got together and said, all right, what are we going to do? We need to stand together. Huddle up. I don't yeah. think they knew each other. No. Yeah, I think she, I think Felicity Huffman uh, ha- handled it brilliantly, and she's going to be the first one that we forget about this. Yeah, I think re- so too. As yeah. a result of it, because it it all happened so fast. Yeah, yeah, might be right. Hey, some birthdays today. Some heavy duty directors: George Lucas, Robert Zemeckis, Sofia Coppola. All right, wow, whoa. not bad. Wow. Uh, Kate Blanchett, David Byrne, Mark Zuckerberg. But this is a big day. Yeah, yeah it's a real big day. Amber Tamblin, right. uh, Martin Garrix, DJ, and uh, brand new to the Rams, Clay Matthews. How right? about that? Right. Yep. Right. Right. Yes. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and B. K U Rock K R O Q. All right. There was a uh, trending Twitter over the weekend. Was it? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, what you did was you would list uh, six bands or artists that you've seen at a concert, and one of them was a lie. So we decided to do it. We shortened it to five because our attention span is not quite Who what it used to be. Right? And we're very busy people. Mm-hmm. We're very busy. So we each listed five either bands or artists that we saw, and one of those is a Big fat lying liar who lies, and we now, have to determine which one's the lie. Is the point of this because mm-hmm. I saw that it was happening over the weekend and mm-hmm. really could find no interest? Right, in it right. At all. Mm-hmm. Is the point of this so that the people that you are friends with it 
they kind of have to determine how well they know you. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. I would think so, yeah. And then you get in the conversation like, oh, you saw that person? I had okay. no idea you'd be interested in that person. All right, so, so you so why don't you, you go first then, and then okay. I guess what we'll be thinking is, is that the type of act that Ali would have gone to see at some right. point? Right, okay. right. What we know about you, got it. Okay, I will list my five. George Strait, Soft Cell, Neil Diamond, Radiohead, Pantera. Wow. I hope they were all in the same show. Whoa. It's a great <laughs> festival. It is a great <laughs> festival. Give it up for Pantera. Now here's George Strait. <laughs> um, okay. I guarantee, I guarantee you saw Neil Diamond. There's oh, no question that. about yeah, that. That's for sure. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Okay. Absolutely you saw Neil Diamond. All right. Uh, um, Did she see I, George Strait? Yes, she went with a friend who loved country. Okay, I think she saw George Strait. I know that she would love to see Soft Cell. Did she ever get the opportunity to see Soft Cell? Ooh, see, this good is question. this is the thing. I know that that's a show you would dig. Well, for a guy who hated this on Twitter, right? Seems right? like he's having a blast. <laughs> he's all in. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Soft Cell is the one you didn't see. That's okay. going to be my guess because right. I think you. I, I, I feel like you could have seen Pantera. And who was your fifth? Uh, Radiohead. Radiohead. I feel like you probably saw. I'm going to say that's uh, Soft Cell is the one. <sighs> I'm going to say. I'm going to say that she did not see Radiohead. Okay. Interesting, Kevin. It's a big commitment. Didn't see Radiohead. I think I'm going Radiohead Are as well. You? Yeah. Well, you both would be correct yes. because. Oh! Yay! God damn, that band bores me. That's what I thought. <laughs> I said, real commitment for her. It really would be. So when did, you, when did you see Soft Cell? Uh, they did a reunion in like the early 2000s, like 2003. Nice. It was at the Wiltern. Maybe. Nice. Yeah. And, and good so when you see when you see people just being euphoric mm-hmm. over Radiohead shows, yeah. you don't get it at all. Not even a little bit. Because for some Mm-mm. people, that music is just hypnotic. Yeah, it puts me right to sleep. So maybe it is doing There's the job. There's two different kinds of Radiohead. Their early days, early they days, were doing songs and it fun. was yeah, very yeah. different. Very yeah, different. Very different. And my uh, my babysitter took me to see Pantera. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. All right. All right. Ready? Yep. Yeah. Notorious Big, Christopher Cross, Paula Abdul, Run DMC, Katy Perry. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is hard. <laughs> I'm going to say, wow, Christopher Cross, luck out, first of all. <laughs> I, by the way, that's not crisscross, kids. <laughs> Christopher Cross is the sailing ride like the wind yeah, guy. Yes. That's why it's a terrible choice. I'm going to say you didn't. Oh, I was going to say Katy Perry, but now I'm changing my mind. I think you saw Run DMC because how could you not? Christopher Cross, I think you wouldn't have put it in there unless it's somebody you saw. Who else do you have? Uh, Notorious Big, uh, mm-hmm. Paul Abdul, Katy Perry, Run DMC, Chris Cross, Christopher Cross. Wow. What are you thinking, Kevin? It's it's sort of like who did he not have the opportunity to see? Yeah. Right. I'm going to go Notorious B.I.G. Mm. I'm going to say uh, Paula Abdul. Wow. How about you, Miss McKay? I think I'm going to go Run DMC. I have never seen... Run DMC. Yeah! Yeah! Yep. 
Nice. Wow. Because Jam Master Jay. I've thought maybe no longer passed there. before you got the opportunity to Just see them see together. Him. Not a big Isn't West it, Coast tour guy. Interesting. Isn't it so funny that you're the hip-hop head? I've seen Run DMC twice. That is crazy. I saw him, <laughs> I saw him, open, I saw him open for the Beastie Boys on the License to Ill what Tour. What a waste. And it, it was great. That's what and, I meant. And what, what do you mean, what a waste? <laughs> I'm saying you going you. to run DMC. <laughs> and the Beastie Boys. It was a great show. Yeah. And then I saw him on the follow-up Raising Hell tour after that, too, because yeah. they were so amazing. So, Such wow. a bum out. All right, that's yeah, really that was tricky, but we got on it. And next, um, I heard you, Allie. Thank I got you. it. Thank you. It's possible that I forgot. Oh, yeah. that's. <laughs> so I was writing oh, down bands, and I was like, I don't think so. Uh, but I left out the Rage Against the Machine, the Muse, the Foo Fighters, all that stuff. Because you guys all we know. We know that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I right. tried to pick ones that maybe you would be surprised by. Okay. One okay. is Kid Rock. Okay. Two is Frank Sinatra. Ooh. Oh. Three. That's a wild card. Is Michael Jackson. Ooh. Wow. Four is Run, Run DMC. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And five is Aerosmith. That's a great list. I'm going right? to say, I'm going to say you probably your wife probably made you go see Frank Sinatra the same way she made you go see Barbara Streisand. So I'm going to say you saw Old Blue Eyes. I'm going to say I know you saw Kid Rock because I was with you at, at Woodstock '99. Oh, I've seen him twice then. <laughs> okay. um, does Michael Jackson? Does it count when you saw him at the halftime of the Super Bowl? I don't think so. I think oh, you got to see a full a con- set. I yeah. think so. You got to see a full set. I think that's okay. what we're going for. Um, and who else do you have? Yeah, uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith. And, yeah. and Aerosmith. I'm going to say you never saw Aerosmith, Allie. I'm agreeing with Aerosmith, and I'm going to go say he didn't see Michael Jackson, and I'm going to say. I saw Michael Jackson. Oh. And I didn't see Aerosmith. Yes! Look at that! Allie, kill Pretty good guess. Killing it, right? Okay. All right, and I'm uh, I'm last, and I know we're running out of time, so I'll, I'll try to make it fast. And I left out, just like Kevin did, I left out the Taylors and the Carly Rays and all the people you would know. Very different list of bands you left out. All right, here are, my, uh, here are my five. Which one is the lie? James Brown, Madonna, Led Zeppelin... Pearl Jam, Eminem. Wow. Again, James Brown, Madonna, Led Zeppelin, Pearl Jam, Eminem. I feel like this is more of who did he not have the opportunity to see? I yeah. heard him. And I'm believe, thinking James Brown. See, I believe I thought I heard him say he's seen James Brown oh, before. It's very possible, but I don't. Hmm. That's why I'm going. I'm going left field. I'm saying he's never seen Pearl Jam. Mm. That's. Impossible. I think that's what he's going for. Inconceivable. <laughs> the surprise. It really is. Even in Seattle, the surprise. I think I'm going to go Madonna. Okay. Carex, Kevin, your guess. I mean, I already, I already picked. When I was talking to Jensen, which one was it? It was uh, oh, James I said Brown? Pearl Jam. Oh, you say James, James Brown? Brown. James that's Brown. Okay. Yeah, you said James, I Brown. James Brown. I did see James you Brown did. in Washington, D.C. at the convention center in the 80s. Right. I've seen Madonna twice on headlining tours. Right. I saw Led Zeppelin at Live Aid. Luck out. When Bean Eminem, almost got in a fight. Uh, that was Amnesty International. Sorry. M- Eminem I saw with Kevin at the in New York Pearl City. Along, I'll take it. Uh, uh, along with Jay-Z. Remember how we went can to see you, that? Yes, and, how can you not have seen Pearl Jam? Pearl Jam is the band that how? I have never wow. seen. That seems crazy. We've sponsored, uh, we've had them on shows. Yes. How is that possible? Just have not ever 
seen Pearl Jam. I guess I should put that on my bucket list. I guess that's one I should see. I mean, I feel like being just like myself probably saw and forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, we did a breakfast with Pearl Jam. (laughs) Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I don't know how they do it, but they never disappoint. It's time for What's Up with Florida. Hit it, Steve. You got yet, people in Florida. Uh, will not surprise any regular listeners of this program, but get ready. A new television series called Florida Man could soon be making its television debut. Of course. Florida, as you know, produces some of the nation's most bizarre news stories, and now the Oxygen Network has plans to showcase some of the state's most outlandish crimes, especially focusing on murder. You said, oh, I'm yes. sorry, you made a mistake. You said the Oxygen Network. Oh, a lot of yes. murder on Oxygen. Oh, okay. A lot right. of murder. Yeah. When the murder is so bizarre, the motive is so far-fetched, and the crime so outlandish, it sounds like something from a Hollywood screenplay, there's a good chance it was actually committed by a Florida man, said the network in its show descriptions. Jensen, you're telling me your show might not get picked up, but Florida man is coming to the Oxygen you know Network? <laughs> TV times are weird. <laughs> they are weird. Uh, is that a show you guys would watch if they had a show called Florida Man? I mean, if it comes on, like, right after Snapped, I might watch a little what bit of it. Snapped? Snapped? Oh, women, that Snap. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, 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 yes. They have a show called Snapped. Oh my gosh! And that's about women like flipping their wig. Like that's about like just they losing go, it. Nuts. Just uh, like they have put up with enough. Oh wow! Now they're kill- I seek my revenge. Like killing the abusive husband. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Are you kidding me? It's been on for like a decade. Uh, look, I don't get the Oxygen Channel. Same. Oh, I mean, oh I, yeah. I you have to show oxygen proof channel. of your uh, vagina <laughs> right, to exactly. get it. Yeah. Police were called to a Burger King where they found a woman named Jamie Westcott, 35 years old. <clears throat> She's in the toilet and she was screaming. So the Burger King staff <laughs> there, they said, hey, something's going on in the restroom here. If there's any way you can come check it out. So they arrive, and she consented to a search of her property in person. And while the police officer was uh, feeling her up, uh, basically, he 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 reported, she reported, I should say, that something hard was felt on the right side of her groin area. Nope. Yes. 
Uh, nope. The, the officer said, what's going on down there? And she said, I'm not going to tell you what's, what's going, going on, on down there. Uh, <laughs> yep. What's going on? You know, what's going on down, down there? There. <laughs> she refused to say what the contraband was. The police officer said, look, there's additional charges if we take you in and you bring contraband into the jail. And she said, all right, you got me. I effed up. It turned out she had not one, not two, not five. But seven full syringes of drugs in her vagina. <gasps> oh, my God. The syringes had a clear substance inside. Uh, the report did not identify the liquid as tests are now being carried out. So she was charged with possession of drug paraphernalia, oh resisting an officer without violence, uh, and introducing contraband into a penal institution, which is a felony. I want to smell it. I don't, I don't think you do. I don't think no. you want that. Seven syringes wow. in your vagina. What? I mean, does she never heard of a purse? I mean, there's got to be an easier way to handle this, right? Neat purse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a uh, story that made national news. Perhaps you saw it. This is a uh, 23-year-old named Dylan Shane Webb. He was pulled over by the police the other day in Florida. And the policeman said, hey, um... That sticker that you have on the back of your truck that says, I eat ass, <laughs> I believe that is a violation of the state's uh, obscene material statute. How would a parent of a small child explain the meaning of the words, I eat ass? I don't know, but I'd like to see it. The guy, uh, the guy, uh, the guy basically said, sue me, take me to court. First Amendment right. You know what? That's and, the thing to stand up to. I, I agree. That's gonna, where I've yeah. had die on the hill. That's mm-hmm. the that's one. That's where I've snapped. Sure. The, uh, <laughs> the deputy asked Mr. Webb uh, to alter the sticker so that it would no, no longer be derogatory. And he said again, no, First Amendment uh, grounds. I am absolutely not. Look, I have a right as a citizen to put I eat ass on the back of my truck. <laughs> he should have taken a marker and just put H-O-L-E at the end of it. There you go. How about that? <laughs> He was arrested, he was handcuffed, placed in the rear of a squad car, and then booked, but the charges have been dropped, Is you guys. Is that right? The prosecutor's office agreed that a jury would likely find that he had a First Amendment right to I eat ass. So USA! Right? USA! <laughs> so that is a, I mean, that's a win for the First Amendment right mm-hmm. there. And I also am going to put an I eat ass sticker on my car now that I sure. know I can. Yeah. A uh, Florida man is facing charges of driving under the influence after he crashed his riding lawnmower into a police car on Saturday night. Yes. 68 years old. His name is Gary Wayne Anderson. He crashed into the vehicle while an officer was away from the car. The cop heard the noise, walked back, saw the lawnmower, then noticed that the man was very drunk, was not able to complete the field sobriety tests, and that his demeanor ranged from laughing to aggressive. <laughs> Mr. Anderson was taken into custody, but then he reportedly accused the police of poisoning him and asked to be taken to a hospital. So he's drunk. He's on a lawnmower. He hits a cop. And then he starts making up that the police poisoned me and demands to be taken to a hospital. He gets to the hospital, by the way. His blood alcohol content level is .241. Wow. Over three times the legal limit. And he also had cocaine in his system. He insisted but that's that, what the cop put there. That's mm. what he says, Kevin. <laughs> he insisted that the police put the cocaine in his system, making his point with profane language and racial slurs. Excellent. He's doing everything right. <laughs> in case you're wondering, by the way, his driver's license has been suspended since 1978. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Uh, the uh, police department told uh, reporters it's never a good idea to get behind the wheel drunk, even if that is a wheel to a craftsman, Massey, Ferguson, or John Deere. So stay off the lawnmower, even if you are drunk. And finally, a Florida man got more than he expected when he decided to steal drugs from a Pinellas County home. He believed the pills he was stealing were powerful opioids. They were in a box, excuse me, they were in a lockbox in a prescription bottle that said hydrocodone. Okay. So he thought, jackpot, this is exactly what I wanted. So he steals it. They've got all this on video, so they know that this is what happened, okay? For whatever reason, there weren't hydrocodone pills in that prescription bottle. They were gentle laxatives from Walmart. Meant for gentle, dependable, overnight relief. Now, I have so many questions about that. That's false advertising. He should sue. Why would you keep your laxatives in a hydrocodone bottle, first of all? In case you get robbed. Everyone knows that. Okay, but why would you put your laxatives in a lockbox? Yeah, that's all strange. This is very curious, isn't it? I think you're right. I think this guy needs to sue. I think he's got some sort of case. <laughs> just bad. That's just bad advertising is what that is. But it's the beauty of the Sunshine State, you guys. This has been What's Up With Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Uh, Avatar 2, you guys. Allie, I know you're very disappointed. Avatar 2, which was supposed to come out in 2014, mm-hmm. w- was then delayed to 2017, right. and now will not hit theaters until December of 2020. Damn it. Over a year and a half from now. Yeah. Why so soon? Now, when did, <laughs> forgive me for not remembering, but when did the original Avatar movie come out? 1972. Was it, mm-hmm. was it 10 years ago? I 2009, would think 2009, right? 2009, yeah. Ten, Ten years, years ago. ago. Mm-hmm. And now the sequel is a year and a half away. And look, I know that it was a big deal at the time, but are there people really excited about Avatar 2? Call us and let us know, 1-800-520-1067, because Ali was doing a story about Disney and how they were going to put out an Avatar one year, Star Wars the next, Avatar the next year, as if... People at, care? As if people care. Yeah. And it's almost like it's equal to Star Wars. Hey, one of these big, huge movies each year. I have mm-hmm. no interest in seeing it. And, and by the way, when you say as if it's one of, it is the highest grossing film that. of all time. So we, we, you have to admit a ton of people, more than any Yeah, But it doesn't necessarily mean they want to go back. I just and think w- in order to make that kind of money, you have repeat watchers, right? Agreed. Sure. So someone had seen the original Avatar numerous times. Mm-hmm. I just haven't read an article. I haven't met a person. I haven't seen one take of anyone who's like, yeah, I'm thrilled that they're making so many avatars. Can't wait. Let me throw this at you. There are times where there is a pop culture moment that is lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A billion people watch Gangnam Style on YouTube, for instance. I love that. I need to see it again. But that doesn't mean that that billion people are like, Come on, Cy. What are you following that up? You know I, mean? I mean, it's it's just a thing that, for whatever reason, is red hot for a minute. But there's no way. And please, tell us we're wrong at one 800 If you're an Avatar head, I just don't see that there's a way that there is a sustained audience out there that is on the edge of their seat. I have an answer for five why, Avatar movies. I have an answer for why number one was so successful mm-hmm. and why most people probably won't care about the other ones. And it was a tweet from Srack. 
Okay. S-R-A-C-K, I think. Mm -hmm. And he said it was, or she she said, it was a theater experience. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing thing to watch because of the 3D, which seemed like it was ahead of its time. Yeah. But the plot was thin and no one really cared about the characters. It was more eye candy than anything else. So visually it felt groundbreaking like we've never seen it before. Amazing. But Uh, now... We have. Right. FYI so. for everyone. Uh, haven't walked out of a movie in 10 years because uh, the last one I did was Avatar Is 1. Is that right? Wow. Really? Yeah. Wasn't good. It made um, me dizzy also, just so it's out there. This uh, listener, <laughs> ReadyMade, says, Blame. I just wanted to say that I'm actually very excited about the Avatar films. The things that make them so interesting is they are directed by James Cameron. And you remember the last film that James Cameron directed was Avatar. If you look at the rest of the movies he's directed, you'll see it's a pretty amazing lineup. In fact, I think Kevin talked to James Cameron about the amazing technology that he uses in his films. How last dare time, you? The last time we had him on. Are you the guy that directed The Abyss? Yes. That's pretty interesting. I mean, he covered it. (laughs) (laughs) And James Cameron is a groundbreaker when it comes to technology. There's no question about that. This is a guy who invents cameras and invents different ways to shoot movies that we've never seen before. So I get technology. Yeah. If you're into that. But uh, you need a story. Agreed. Characters Mm -hmm. to get people people to go back. Well, you need a story. I do remember he, um, like, in between these times, has been very involved in, like, underwater cameras and stuff, like, making. Making sure that you know he's really into like IMAX and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I remember someone telling me, "You got to see it. It's the most clear picture of these fish you'll ever see underwater." Do you... I was like, "Is it more than an aquarium? Because I... <laughs> it can't be better than an aquarium." Maybe this isn't <laughs> for you, right? Because I, I, right. I can go to an aquarium. I feel like it's for Josh. Uh, yeah, God. let's talk to Josh in Redlands. He is actually the avatar head that we are looking for. Josh, thank you for listening and calling. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for hearing me. Sure. So, Avatar, what's up? I love that movie. I saw it over 10 times in theaters, and I own the standard and director's cut on Blu-ray. Wow. 10 times. What was it about? (laughs) Look, I remember they were all blue. I'm out. (laughs) That's all you remember. Okay. if you don't like the Blue Man Group, Kevin, then you're not going to like it. Well played, Josh. Uh, I mean, does it end on a cliffhanger where you're waiting to find out what the next chapter is? Kind of, sort of. Like, it ends with, you know, them now being the Blue Aliens. And it could could be seen ending there. But it also, if you want, sets up for the next one. Like, oh, hey, there's more of an adventure. What happens now since they're now aliens and all the people were kicked off the planet? Hmm. 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 Leave this reviewer cold. Hmm. All right. Now let me let me ask you about this, Josh. And I don't know that you're the guy that has the answer to this. But are any of the actors from the original Avatar still alive? <laughs> it was 2009. Yeah, well, it was died off. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's only been 10 years. Ago. It's not like the movie right. England. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Josh got both of us in one call. Well done. I mean, who, whoever they have left for, from the original cast has to be around for a 2021 movie, a 2023 movie, a 2025 movie, and a 2027 movie. This is this is a, uh, expanding upon general here. But all right, Josh, it sounds like you're in line for that when it comes back. We appreciate the call, sir. Thanks so much. All right, let's talk to Jim Anaheim. He is uh, a self-confessed avatar head. He's on line four. Hey, Jim. Hi. Hi uh, yeah, I, I was never a Star Trek fan, any of those movies. Uh, there was no movie that really ever moved me like Avatar. That movie absolutely blew me away. I literally cried <laughs> 
time after time watching that movie, it's a story of love. I mean, I saw it as just a bunch of blue people. Same. But what, what is it that you, like, what, what connected with you? Um, the loyalty. The loyalty was so beautifully portrayed when the human, uh, you know, adapted to Zoe Saldana and, can, you know, committed his love to her. He was loyal to her above all. I mean, and she to him. By the way, I'd see her again, though. I have to be honest. What, well, you're doing a weird voice. Yeah. <laughs> even even blue, Kevin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it was a love story like like with uh, James Cameron's Titanic. It's That's what made people keep going back over and over and over but, again. Was but Jack here's what's Rose. weird is I do remember the love story in Titanic. I mm-hmm. don't remember it in Avatar. I, don't, I, I think a lot of people don't remember almost what anything. What it was about. Yeah. He was, wasn't he a paralyzed serviceman or something? In Avatar, yeah. yes, he was. Okay. Par- that's and they let him live out his basic blue man fantasies. That's like the whole movie, right? And then he started right. the blue man group. I don't think it's <laughs> right. Yeah. What? But it's like a virtual reality thing, right, Jim? Like they they plug him in, and then he can go live in Avatar Land. Yes, and he's able to walk again in Avatar Land and all that. But really, the story is about loyalty. The story is mm. about. You know, okay, but so, but so commitment. is a dog's purpose. I mean, come on. Let's, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's go All back right. to you crying several times in the theater. Oh, let, <laughs> let Jim enjoy it, you guys. Me All behind right. him just <laughs> pointing over and over. Oh. So listen, so we have sold two tickets here today. Josh is going. Jim is going. Probably going with each other because they can't find dates to go to this. But have a great time in December of 2020, and thank you for calling. All right, Jim? It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. So, uh. Uh, my Brian and I... Uh, Rest in drove... peace, Bean. Let's just get it out of the way now. Right? I, I survived, actually. Rest Justin in peace. Does. I miss him already. Yeah. Spo- no, no, it's I'm almost like he's he's still Guys, here. I sort still of. Here. Like, I think I... we just hear his voice in our no, heads, no. you know? I'm here. Spoiler alert. Uh, we survived. My bride and I drove across country yesterday from our home in New Orleans back to Seattle, where, believe it or not... You mean last are... week? When you say yesterday, you mean last week? Yes, I do. Oh, mean was it head trauma? It was. <laughs> okay. It was. Um, where we are uh, preparing to sell our house. So if any Kevin and Bean listeners would like to live in my house, <laughs> it's going to be up for sale soon. That's what this is about. Yeah. As we prepare to move. Yeah. So I need if uh, I need you to call and tell me how many bedrooms you need. <laughs> so anytime we drive across country, I've done it multiple times throughout the years. I always look at it as a success if we get to the end of it and we haven't been in an accident and we haven't had car trouble and we haven't gotten any speeding tickets, right? Because mm-hmm. 3,000 miles, it's pretty likely that one of those things is going to happen. Sure. So this time around was the closest we ever came to not only being in an accident, but to actually dying on the highway driving back to Seattle. It was one of the most terrifying things that has ever happened to us. We're on the road. We're we're almost uh, almost back to Seattle. We're in uh, Yakima County in uh, e- e- uh, in Eastern Washington, and we're driving down the road. Were you going and- the wrong way? And Clark Griswold was like, "Hey, you're going the wrong way." <laughs> that's, no, a, that's a movie. Oh, it, yeah. it wasn't like that at all. So we're uh, in the right hand lane, and there is a, an SUV in the left hand lane. And I look up, and out of the corner of my eye, I see that this SUV is on 
fire. <gasps> and fuego. While moving? And fuego while moving. Wow. And I, and I want to make it clear to you guys that I am not talking about a small fire. I am not talking about a spark. This wasn't a situation where a tire came off and it was just the, you know, it was just the, the axle that was hitting the road and it was sparking. Did the no. driver know it or was he just like... This was... If I could whistle, that would have been better. This was fire that was... 10 feet wide. Wow. What? Wow. The entirety of the underneath of this SUV was on fire going out both sides. And it was, I mean, it looked like it was going to explode. I can't okay? believe you didn't just immediately pull out your cell phone and yell, World Star. That would have made you rich on the internet. So... I see this, and I realize I need to get as far away from this firebomb as possible. So I just start leaning, you know, to the taking the car off to the right, off to the side of the road, just to, off the road into the dirt, yeah. going sixty miles an hour. Well, because yeah. you're you're nervous it's going to blow up. Yes, yeah. I very much think it's going to blow off. And the last thing I see before I start turning right to get off the highway is this vehicle is turning toward us. Oh, no. Okay? Oh, no. And I'm thinking we are all dead. Just like you on the scooter in Barcelona, Kevin, you are convinced that this is your final moment. Now, well, wait, I, wanna... I was by myself. You were with Donna? I was with Donna. Because that she... would be a disaster. She is on the phone. <laughs> Losing me is fine. Right. Losing Donna. That's what I'm saying. Very upset. <laughs> she is actually on the phone because she had a little bit of a different perspective than I did because while I was busy guiding the car off the highway, she was looking at the driver of the van that was on fire. So we bring her into the conversation now. Now, so far, um, I have not exaggerated anything about what we saw. Right, Donna? No. In fact, the only thing that you under-exaggerated was the amount of fire was the kind of fire that I feel in my heart for you with love. Oh, I wish you'd both gone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there was a there was a lot of fire, and while while I was busy getting us off the highway, yeah. you looked over you looked over at the other driver. Now, what did you see, Donna? Right. Well. From my perspective and from Linus's perspective, who anybody who's ever driven with a dog knows your dog is not strapped into the car. So right. this was a terrifying, terrifying thing to see. The car actually flips around. It, it explodes underneath. It flips around so that it's now facing us. What is, <gasps> is this a duel? It, oh, my God. I swear to God, it's the craziest thing. It's like it's a little bit ahead of us, and it flips around to the right, so the driver is now going the wrong way on the highway. He is facing us, and he is he's about to flip into us. And oh, he, my God. We literally, for like two seconds, make eye contact, and it was this, it's one of those very slow-motion things where I see him and he sees me. Was he hot? And <laughs> he was actually really attractive. Yeah. Um, awesome. And I thought, this is going to just suck because that his face was totally his money. And um, <laughs> You don't want him to get burned, though, right? <laughs> He sees us. I'm glad in the last in the last seconds of Donna's life, she's looking for a way to upgrade. I wasn't looking to upgrade. I just felt bad for him because he's a young man with a lot of you know a lot of uh, hot women ahead of him if he plays his cards right and gets out of the spin. So he's he finally he looks up and he sees that he is about to flip his car into us. And he steers the opposite direction. He oh. steered into the median. It was like he he saw the horror on my face. I saw the horror on his face. And he literally steered the other way. And in doing so, which was super kind of him, he flipped his car 
four times. Oh, oh my gosh. No. Because, because the median is not a flat median. It is a ditch. Oh. Was, this, was it in, John Wick? I swear to God. I've never seen anything like it in my life. He was about to flip his car into us, and instead of doing that, That's... he, he like, threw himself, you know, under the bus. There was a bus? And, oh, my God. This story has everything. into the media. It, oh, wow. It was, it was just crazy. And Bean, I have to say, Bean is an amazing professional stunt driver. I have never mm. in my life been with anybody who remains... Mm. So unbelievably nope. calm. Nope. He just he just kept saying, literally, he just kept saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to just get off the road. Do not worry. I've got this. I've got this. And he oh, just, he Was just, he doing 20, 20 or 25 miles per hour? I mean, we were we were in the high 80s range. I mean, oh, this, wow. is the, this is the open highway. This is the last push to get home. Gotcha. It has been a very... Very trying five days in the car, 24 hours together. So we want to get out of there. Donna was praying for sweet death at this point. Let me just, <laughs> but let me just say, because I know we don't have a lot of time here. So Donna's right. So this car flips over three or four times. And I think there is no question that it is going to explode because there was so yeah. much fire. So much but, fire. But we didn't see any fire coming off the car when it ended up landing on its roof. Thank God. Yeah, I don't know whether like, somehow the fire went like out it or what. Itself. So mm-hmm. you kept going. Uh, no, we pulled over. Oh, okay. and, and no, then, we pulled over. And then, Donna, and then Donna, and this is a real gut moment, Kevin. I want you guys to all think about Donna this. Donna got his number? Donna no. started cooking s'mores? No. Hey, Donna said. Listen <laughs> no, sorry, listen sorry. to what happened. Donna said. You need to go make sure that dude's okay. You need yeah. to go maybe pull that guy out of the car. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that car is going to explode. Yeah. If, do I? How close do I want to be to that car? But on the other side, obviously, that dude probably needs help. Yeah. But mercifully, before I had to make that decision, I saw that there were a bunch of people that stopped on both sides of the highway behind us. They were already getting out of their cars oh, that's and good. going over there. So I didn't have to look like a pussy, and those guys were able to be heroes. <laughs> that's good, because I don't think you could have accomplished that. Um, I mean, I think if we had been alone, if we had been the only two cars on the road, I think I absolutely would have had to do it. I think you can't just leave yeah, in yeah, a situation sure. like this. You can't. But here's the good news, you guys. So we waited until early evening, and Donna called the Yakima Police Department to get the update to find out what happened because we were convinced that whatever happened was bad inside that car. Right. It turned out that that guy had his family with him. Oh. oh. No. They were all strapped in and they only had my... Donna? Donna, you okay? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Smoke <laughs> inhalation from that, tra- that crash. Did you, did you faint? <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... That was my little, my squeaky bottle of water. I'm sorry. It was it was making noise. I didn't, okay. I didn't see it. Uh, turned out they were all fine. Turned out uh, they went to the hospital, minor injuries. They were all fine. So nobody wow. got hurt, even though it, it was, we were, se- we were seconds away from both of us colliding into a fireball and blowing By out, the way, so. what an amazing yeah. dude to see that he was about to take you out yeah. and go oh, the other sure. direction. That's unbelievable. Well, I think, uh, I think so too, but was it also just self-preservation because he yeah. was just trying to avoid being in an accident. He was in an accident. He rolled four times. I mean, he was trying to avoid you guys, I think. He was trying to avoid hitting us 
in in favor of wow neither of you will give him credit i know no no no. i totally (laughs) i 100 gave him credit in fact when i called the police i said this guy is a hero he totally saved our lives we would be dead if he had not sacrificed himself and do you have his cell phone number oh yeah she definitely asked that i'm so sad (laughs) i'm so sad the police don't give you that kind of information Uh, no matter how much you beg just so so. you know now we do know that if bean's car ever catches on fire he's driving into any car near him (laughs) clearly that's your instinct <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. First Alley's got what's happening on a Tuesday. Guys. What's this, going on? This Game of Thrones, it does... Is popular? Does pretty good in the ratings. I want to remind you that this... <laughs> We don't need the cats. We don't need the cats. I mean, we don't not need the cats. No, we we definitely don't need the cats. Yeah, need it. Yeah, Uh, I want to remind you. This is for uh, its first airing. These are not the streaming and the replay numbers. Those what are we doing? Be, what are we doing here? Those will be available soon. This okay. is the first airing. This is they watched it live. Yeah. Okay. So, Sunday night. So you're Sunday talking about night. Sunday night HBO. Yeah. All right. Twelve point forty-eight million viewers. Nope. All right. Still Again, don't need don't the cats. Need don't need it. Again, if you had listened and didn't want to play your goddamn cats, (laughs) (laughs) you would have heard me say, this is the first airing, which doesn't include streaming and replay numbers, which will be available soon, which could push the numbers over 18 million viewers. (laughs) Which, again, would be a record. But the 12.48 is a record for that first air viewing. So that's huge. Yeah. So could be over 18 million. We'll find out uh, in a bit when those numbers are available. It was a uh, heck of an episode, I'll tell you that. It was. What's your favorite part of the episode, Bean? Which character? Um... I mean, I I thought the whole episode was great. I guess I'd have to say the dragon was my favorite part. Same. That's a bitch and dragon. That is a bitch and dragon. That's true. And I have a I have a (laughs) dumb question. Is that the sound of a dragon? (laughs) Who played that? Is that you, Bean? Is that Dave? It must have been. It wasn't me. Dave? (laughs) Worst dragon. (laughs) That was Dave. (laughs) Unreal. That honestly, it sounds like you have diarrhea. It's not a dragon. It's not good. Wow. wow. All right. Wow. This this may be a really dumb question, Kevin, mm-hmm. but since you and I are newbies to the Game of Thrones universe, weren't you surprised by how much fire one dragon can generate? Like, did you think it was like, at some point, it's like saliva where you need a, 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 you need a second? Sort of, 
Yes. Where's all that fire coming from? Where? How much fire? I mean, how much was his throat hurt after that? It's not a real creature. You're worried about a fictional creature's This is the most problematic part of Game of Thrones for him. Wow. I'm very concerned that they're overusing... His throat must be so sore. Do they sell lozenges there in Winterfell area? Give the dragon a break is what I'm saying. You're You're nervous he's parched. Yes. At least some water, something, some refractory time. I mean, it's just like they were whipping him like a donkey. I don't know. It just seemed like too much. But it was bitching. I loved it. <laughs> did you at any point Google how much fire can a dragon expel? I did not. I okay. did not do that. All right. I did not do that. No. Well, uh, data from the Social Security Administration shows that since the HBO version of Game of Thrones first aired in 2011, at least 3,500 American girls have been named either Daenerys or Khaleesi. That's high praise. That's going to be great for them in five years, six years. Or what about Monday after they saw her kind of turn into the the crazy bad The mad queen, yeah. Yeah. Mad queen. I mean, the amazing bad lady, did you say? The amazing crazy bad lady. (laughs) Is Is it safe at this point to talk about it? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. Go ahead. This is a woman who was, you know, full of strength that parents looked at and said, oh, my God, I want my daughter to grow up and be just like her. And then she turned into essentially a mass murderer on Sunday night. I mean, so she torched millions of civilians in order to, you know, go after the lady. And what about the dragon's throat? She doesn't even give him a lot She doesn't care about his throat. I don't see any of them even take a sip of water. No, no. But you, but you give your kid this name, and then five years later, she's named. Your kid is named after a mass murderer. Yeah. Right, it's, right. It's crazy. Yeah, I feel bad for all the kids who are named Soprano. You know, right now, right. People don't even remember the show existed. Shut up. Did people care about <laughs> Sopranos like this? I think so. Oh, I it was. Th- definitely I feel like it was a water different. Talk. Yeah. Still a different time. Yeah, I, think. I agree. Now it's just so much more ramped up with socials being so popular and yeah. stuff that it's it feels bigger. Yeah, you I know? loved Sopranos very, very, very same, much. Same. But I, I don't know. I just feel like this is the biggest TV. Uh, in event. my opinion, yeah, it's yeah. like the biggest event. Well, then uh, it'll come as no surprise that Khaleesi alone was the 549th most popular name for girls last year. But just because it was popular, um, it also ranked above classics like Anne and Rosie. Wow. Khaleesi, more popular. That's crazy, you guys, right? Yes. Speaking of names that you shouldn't name your kid, um, what about Baby Tesla? Oh, no. Is that bad? I don't, that's the name we're going with. 109 babies born in the U.S. last year were named Tesla, which is, is down, shockingly, from 2017. 143. Um, the name is far more popular for girls than for boys. By the way, if you're wondering, um, it is of Slavic, Serbian, Croatian origin, meaning from Thessaly or Tesaly. What if we weren't wondering? <laughs> Are you wondering about other babies that have car-inspired names? Um, before you get to that, Alex. Yeah. Let's oh, I was, I was going to get to it because I was going to tell you okay. that. Um, All right, go ahead. It's not only named, you know, for the car, but also because of the, the, the scientist guy, right, huh? Kevin? Hmm? Did you know two separate people? No, I don't know anything it, about this. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. You know, figures from history rap against each other. This particular one is Nikola Tesla, who, of course, came up with the Tesla automobile, Uh right? and Thomas Edison. 
it's, it's really weird to think that there's somebody somewhere writing a rap for the guy that invented the Tesla car. Sweet. That was one moment with two mistakes in it. Sweet. Wow. Kevin, God damn it. Right? Uh, we're talking about cars. Uh, almost 4,000 babies named Bentley. That's, but that sort of seems like a name That's separate like, from yes. Mercedes. Like or Mercedes, two hundred and thirty-six. Yeah. Uh, what about Audi? Eighteen babies. Ford, four hundred and nineteen babies. Chevy, one hundred and seventy-six babies. And then those fifteen babies that are named Dodge. Oh. Uh, that's just. <laughs> That's sad. Step it up, parents. And I I feel bad. Is Honda, like, a Honda on there? Honda isn't on here. Okay, good. because we'll you're be like a one. car doesn't mean that your baby needs to be named after a car. It's very true. Come on, people. Mini Cooper? Is Mini Cooper on the list? Oh, Mini uh, yeah, Cooper's not. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. no. Some birthdays for you guys. George Lucas, Sophia Coppola, Robert Zemeckis. Wow. All on the same day. Yeah, big director right? day. Kate Blanchett, <laughs> David Byrne, Mark Zuckerberg, Clay Matthews, and Amber Tamblin. Happy birthday. That's what's happening. All right, Pete Carlos. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, uh, before we get into the uh, the phone topic uh, that I think is going to be a very interesting conversation with our listeners, I understand we had a uh, kind of a celebrity appearance <laughs> on the Afroline last night. Yeah, uh, my mom is a big Bachelorette fan. And The Bachelor, and she watches it with one of those. Let's kind not of... just move past right. that so quickly. Yeah. That's odd. I don't think she's ever missed a season. Wow, really? And she's super into it, but she also has like a genuine care for the like contestants. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't like someone, she hates them for the okay. whole season. Oh, she's terrible. He's terrible. If they like someone, if she likes someone, she goes, "Oh, this person is the best. Oh, I love this person." You know, so she really she's invests all in on this show. She's also a woman who, during the American Idol days, I'd go, "Who did you vote for?" And she goes, oh, I, I voted for, uh, I, I call for everyone, but uh, it's it's more it's more calls for certain people. Like six for Kelly Clarkson, That's awesome. four for Sanjaya, three for Bo Bice. Like she does, she oh, so she, sweet. She sets out, it up in a tier system, but yeah, she doesn't want anyone to feel to not bad. Have votes, correct? Yeah. yeah. Now let me let me ask you this about Haroldine. Yes, is this what she was like when you would bring dates home? Was she? Uh, no, she. I think she was super always opinionated. No, she was always very kind towards uh, women I dated. So I don't okay. think... This is just something she does for reality TV, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, is- so I encouraged her to call into the Afro line and give her opinions after episodes. And this is the first one, so we don't know how it's going to go. All right. We have no idea. This is without any encouragement or telling her what to do. Just call in and give us a report. Hi, guys. It's Harold Dean, Jensen's mom. I'm giving you a little review of A Bachelorette tonight. So first of all, she would not have been my pick to be the bachelorette. Oh, no. There's just something about her. It's kind of like a facade. Anyway, she had given this nice speech at the beginning uh, to all of the guys saying how she didn't expect them to be perfect because she's not. And uh, then she found out that one of the guys had a girlfriend and talked to her just before he came on the show mm. and said that I'll be back with you once the show's over. Son oh. of a bitch! Oh, oh. See, my mom already doesn't like this woman, I think. Well, agreed, yeah. yeah. I think she's already thinking she's a slutty. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Oh, she gets to that. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so she confronted him, and I think it was really over the top, the way she confronted him. I'm sorry. The bachelorette was over the top? <laughs> no. <laughs> and it was very unbecoming, the way she handled it. I, I don't know if it's insecure, but she cries a lot. And she's also kind of like riding that rail of uh, 
Slutitaville, you know? <laughs> Slutitaville. My mom is in the first review slut-shamed The Bachelorette. Wow. <laughs> Slutitaville, you know? <laughs> She's kind of being a little out there, but she passed up one really good guy. Oh. Uh, that was a pilot, and uh, he was really, really a sweetheart, but... I don't think she would have been for him anyhow. Mm. He was too nice. So basically, <laughs> oh. she's really into each character. She you is. know what? She gets invested. This is he's her... a nice guy. She's not. For this him. is her dragon show. Wow. <laughs> she's too much, too fast, okay. and I think she has a little insecurity there because she cries a lot. Oh. So um, outside of that, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes <laughs> at all. Okay. And I think there's going to be a lot more drama with the guys in the show on the previews oh, for hope. next week. Yeah. Was this the setup that introduced everybody? Yeah, this is the intro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it. And I'll just say for now goodbye. And <laughs> she's not the greatest. Okay. But you guys can see for yourself. Have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye. Do we have to see for her? I no. mean, that's what we're employing her for. So I watched it for a while. You did? I, yeah, I was, I was yeah. really into it for a while because it's so cheesy and stupid and people are crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't get that channel in Slatitaville. <laughs> <laughs> did How you, great was that? Did, I, I do need that as a drop, by the way. Of course. Uh, do you think that there is a dartboard in my mom's house of just that woman's face? Probably. She no. does not no, like no, her. No, no, no. We, yeah. we have to check in to see if she, my mom's going to murder her. But I do think your opinion <laughs> changes on the men and the women as the season progresses too well they always they always make them look better in the end because they they want to still sell them you know what i mean but my mom sticks pretty strong to her opinions okay all right thank you harold (laughs) we appreciate the update (laughs) all right here's the uh here's the topic this goes back to a conversation we had yesterday about an event that kevin and many of the kevin and bean listeners were at on friday that involved a lockdown you want to set it up for us kevin yeah we were at the uh bicycle hotel and casino for poker night and about a half hour before it started something completely unrelated to the bicycle hotel and casino a a car chase went by in front of it and the guy was you may have seen this on the tv was shooting at the cops i couldn't tell if it was a pistol or a sawed-off shotgun or whatever and then wasn't it a woman driving if i remember i think so i think very rare Mm -hmm. it was hard to know what was going on when you're inside because you hear a thousand different rumors but then three or four miles later is when they stopped and there was a giant shootout between the two. So they pretty much locked down the casino and said, employee, non-employee, no one comes in, no one goes out. Because shots happen on the street right so in front. So they closed yeah. it off and they were trying to find any piece of evidence casings that they can't, casings, yeah. anything like that. And they told us near the beginning of the night that we wouldn't be able to leave for the entire night. Wow. And then my first thought was, yes, but I'm in a casino. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> so if you're going to be on lockdown... That's the place to be. For sure. And a bunch of our listeners did end up getting past the police and jumping fences so mm-hmm. that they could come sure. in and play poker. <laughs> so those are my peeps. Yeah. But it was an odd thing to be able to to, to be told there's nothing you can do. Right. Employees, no, no one can leave. And my car was at the, you know, parked. And so there was no way I could leave. And then by about 1.30 in the morning, they let us leave. Can eventually. you imagine calling your husband or wife and being like, listen, they told me I have to stay and gamble. There's oh, nothing I can not do. Sure, honey. Leave. Sure, honey. Perhaps <laughs> I believe you. It. No, we're in the casino. Yeah, but I'm just saying they closed the entrances. Uh, I, I, in uh, in middle school, uh, it's early high school, I DJed a party uh, in Van Nuys. And it was like the end of the night around midnight or 12.30. And I went to go get, like, uh, it was R&B time. I went to go get the R&B records out of the car. <laughs> and as I'm walking out, uh, 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 another party goer goes, hey, you might not want to go out there right now. There's a fight. 
Oh. And I was oh. like, oh, God. So I was like, oh, thank you, man. And so I started to go closer to the door just to be like, I'll wait to see if it's fine. And so I start to go and I hear gunshots and then the whole party freaks out. Everyone runs. Ooh. So I go and hide under the DJ table. I'm so terrified. Uh, the gun, I see like security guards in the, in the club or whatever with guns out. This is a terrible situation. So a guy gets shot outside in this gang fight back in the day. Wow. In and, Van Nuys? Yeah, in Van Nuys. He dies. <laughs> it's not hard to believe, Dean. <laughs> he dies. Yeah. Van Nuys, Van Nuys sucks. Honestly, that but was the Van least Nuys shocking in, part of the story. Van Nuys in the 90s, though, I would not have thought as <laughs> gang headquarters. All right, go ahead. <laughs> late, late 90s. Uh, and, so, uh, and so this guy gets, you know, he dies outside of the club from getting gunshot. So we all are now in a crime scene. I was there until 3.30 in the morning. What time was it when you went to... Uh, around 11. Oh, wow. 12. Wow. And, uh, and, that, and so my mom and dad had to come pick me up from this party at 3.30. That's 30, funny. Outside in their, like, robes holding our family sheet zoo. I was the only... They were like, whose parents are that? I was like, yeah, whose parents are those? <laughs> and I slowly walked into the car. <laughs> but it's a terrible thing just sitting around waiting for it to end. I wasn't in a casino. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, that's the best place to be if you're going to be on lockdown. But we're going to take your calls, 1-800-520-1067, if you were involved in some type of lockdown. Because mm-hmm. it seems to happen a lot. Yeah. Sometimes it's just out of precaution. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really happened yet, but maybe they got a call or something else, and they put it on lockdown to make sure nothing's going on. I would crawl out of my skin, I'm telling you. I would hate it so much. But you, even if, what? Even, but if you I didn't, even if I didn't want to go anywhere, it, it would drive me crazy that I wasn't allowed to. What if it was in your house? I would be being held against my will. It would be but very you're, You do want nothing more than just to stay in your house. They would be but, doing you a favor. But you know what? You know what it's like, Of Kevin. course. When somebody they, says you can't, you can't do something, that's all you want to do. If they say you can't eat, it doesn't matter if you're hungry or not. You want to eat. Yeah, you're I starving. Agree. I agree. Like you want the opposite of what you're yeah. being told. All right. Who has been in a lockdown? You couldn't go in. You couldn't go out. We want to hear your stories. 1-800-520-1067. We'll talk to you on K-Rock next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Let's take one phone call. We're talking about you were on lockdown. We have Megan in Huntington Beach. Good morning. Hi there. Hi. Um, yeah, it was really random. I was working at a major department store in Fashion Island in Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. And we, I was in the middle of doing a dress fitting, and her husband texts her saying, oh, my God, are you okay? And she was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm doing a dress fitting. And that's when we heard the security door shut. And finally, they announced over the, the loudspeakers that there was a shooting happening in the parking lot and that we weren't going to be allowed to leave. No one was going to be allowed to leave. Um, and it was about, I think, between four and six hours later that they finally let us go. Wow, that wow. is crazy. Do you have the same reaction that we do, which is if you tell me that I can't leave, I really need to leave? Yeah. Yeah, and they, they were having people sign waivers. If they were, like, adamant that they had to go, they were having people sign waivers saying, like, you're on your own if you leave these doors. Look, I'm not going to sue if I get shot. Okay, good. <laughs> Jesus. Now, would you would you still have been at work for that four to six hours anyway, or did it keep you there after your job was done? It actually, I was just about to go on my lunch break, and then they were like, you can't leave. And I was like, come on. So I was trying to find a way to sneak out, but then I realized, like, nothing would be open for me to get anyway. Well, Megan, can't, I mean, there's a Sparrow there, isn't there? Some sort of mall shop? But they're closed. Yeah. They're on lockdown. 
Oh, that's my nightmare. If I can't get a Sparrow and I'm there for four to six hours, close the mall. Right? I'm going to become the shooter. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Megan. Appreciate that. Jensen, we're going to give you a chance to take that back. Okay. Uh, Her name is Janesse, I want to say. I'm probably butchering that. Sorry. I was in a lockdown in high school because there was a guy, quote, unquote, with a bomb across the street. Not the best when you have a really weak bladder and needed to pee right before the lockdown began. Didn't even think about the peeing situation. Uh, we're taking your calls at one 800 520 if you were ever involved in a lockdown. Laura says, I was in a lockdown in high school thanks to a student stabbing another student. Years later, I ended up dating the older brother of the one stabbed in high school. What oh, that's a real love story. A meet cute. Yeah. That is really beautiful. <laughs> real meet cute. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to your calls uh, on this topic. Carlos is up first. He's in Garden Grove. Carlos, thank you for calling. What's going on, my friend? Good morning, party people. Morning. Yeah, so um, so this is not a lockdown. This was apparently a shootout where the deputies and the and the, and the suspect. Um, we're coming back from a Dodger game, and this is in Hacienda Heights. We're getting off the freeway off the Seventh Street exit, and there's a Motel Six. As soon as you wrap around the the, the off ramp, so we saw again. We saw a lot of cops. Like, wait, something's going on. So we got off the freeway. We parked behind the Denny's, and as soon as we got off, me and my wife got off, and my daughter's like eight months, nine months. You know, she's she's still a baby. As soon as we got off the, the car, there was a shootout right right in front of us. We saw everything. And, oh, my uh, God. And apparently, uh, you know, we thought that suspect had shot the, the deputy, but it was not the case. Because later that, later that morning, because they kept us for 24 hours. They kept you for 24 hours? So they, they Ke- kept kept us, you where? where? Yeah. They kept, they kept us for the, for, like, to the next morning or, or the, like, that afternoon. Where did yeah, they so keep that, you? This was at night, too. It was, like, around, like... Where did they keep you? <laughs> at what location He's were you carried? <laughs> I, I don't know. I was just... I was... We were, you know, we were just tripping out. It was just happening right in front of us. <laughs> where did they... Where did you stay? Carlos, we have a question for you. Where did you stay during the time they detained you? They took us to uh, to the local high school. Uh-huh. They, they took us to the auditorium, and they kept us there. There was a bunch of witnesses. There was, it was actually prom night, because there was a lot of kids at Denny's at the time, I guess, Okay. And all right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. I hope you. I. I mean. I hope all the witnesses had as much detail as you do because they would have cracked There's their a, case. But uh, curious though. No. He said they didn't shoot the deputy, but did oh, no. they Don't shoot? No. You no. Dare. No. 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 You to hell. Okay. All right. No. We're gonna put no. that in the file no. anyway. Because uh, we know what was coming. Even though you didn't get to say it, we're putting it in the file. <laughs> One <laughs> last word on that last caller. R.I.P. Carlos. Okay. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Yeah. That was uh, I I I need to dissect that whole conversation. I don't now. think you do because it, it really doesn't lead anywhere. All right, who do you want next? Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, Jennifer, who is calling us from Ontario. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. How are all y'all? We're good, thank you. Well, you're uh, you're a teacher, so I guess you might know something about lockdowns. Uh, yes, I was actually in a couple. <laughs> couple. What happened? Yes. Well, the one I'm going to tell you about is it was my first year teaching, mm. and I was in uh, Texas, and I worked for a charter school, so it wasn't a regular school. I was teaching preschool, and we were in a lockdown because a temp girl couple girlfriends, um, te- uh, couple of the parents, got in a fight because of at the club the night before. Wait, did you get... say a pimp? I heard a pimp. A pimp and a couple of girlfriends? But everybody at that school were either pimps, gangsters, drug dealers. Yeah, it was a charter strippers. school. 
Charter school. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Were you? Did you it teach in Dangerous Minds? Charter school. Everybody there. Everybody there was drug dealers, stuff like that. It was a low, low income. You had to be low, low, low wow. income hmm. to get into those schools. Were you packing heat? Was I packing? I mean, it seems like you should. It's Texas. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't that required in Texas? I was the only white teacher there. Ah. <laughs> I stood out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I got you. So how long were you on lockdown? We were on lockdown until the next day. Um and then we had to send. We were able to send the kids home. I had twenty five preschool kids on lockdown oh under tables oh. with their sleeping mats over their heads oh. for the entire day and the night. We had, oh, I had to what keep them all in the classroom. We had no food, nothing. And imagine twenty five preschool kids. Nope. No, that seems terrible. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to imagine that at all. I don't know why you ever spent another day as a teacher after that. <laughs> yeah, I'd give up. Well, at least they pay him a lot. That's true. That's probably worth the money. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Allie is here now with our final look at what's happening here on a Tuesday. How's that rickety uh, rocking chair you're in right now? Are you hearing some noise? Yes. <laughs> it sounds like, sounds like you're like an old man drinking a julep outside your house. <laughs> you know, I, I ordinarily do replace my chair mm-hmm. every year and a half or something like that, but I'm leaving. So, right. okay. I, wow, I'm not, really? I'm not, I'm not buying any more furniture, you guys. But you know, wow. it's May. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one's going to last. <laughs> it's going to last. You're just going to have to deal with it. He's right. oiling it up. Excellent. It's like, it'll be fine. He's not oiling it up. That's the problem. Yeah. Hey, David Letterman's interview series, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, Mm -hmm. is going to return to Netflix for its second season on May 31st. A difference this year, all six episodes of the new season will premiere at once. Oh, good. Season one, they were released monthly. Yeah, and I didn't didn't stick with it. Yeah, because you were like, oh, wait. What did did you guys think of that show? Um, look, it was hard to tune into an hour of Letterman and not laugh because mm-hmm. that's what we've always come to expect from right. Dave. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy a good sit-down interview, and I, I'm glad I watched it. There were some good ones. I like the Jay-Z one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the, yeah, Tina Fey one. Mm-hmm. But I feel a little bit like being in that we expect one thing from Letterman, and he doesn't, yes. and he doesn't give us any of that. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's more... That's all weird. Yeah, it's conversations with people that he finds fascinating, and which he's not... Fine. Which is great. But we're a little humor. He's just not getting to, f- like, like, little quips that you yeah. are, you're used to, but no I mean, lineup. Kevin... Kevin wanted to see Malala be thrown up against the wall, you know, with the with the what the sticky stuff. What's that called? The <laughs> the uh, something, <laughs> you know, the the stuff. <laughs> Stuff where Dave would throw himself on the wall, and then he'd be stuck up there because it was it was sticky, you know that stuff. And Malala being a Nobel Prize winning 
person is not who you expect in that situation. And then he was going to put her in a tank and ask, will she float? And then he didn't do any of that either because it's you know, please, thank nope. you. Nope. It's Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Tuesday. Sweet baby yeah. Jesus. You know Ooh. what I'm saying, though? I, yeah, I actually don't. You're looking for the word Velcro. Yeah. Velcro is what yeah. it's called. Yes, yeah. Velcro yeah. wall. Yes. He didn't do, there was nothing like that happening. On that was pretty mm-hmm. sweet. I like that. The season two lineup has yet to be announced, but now I can't wait. <laughs> Quite frankly, really excited for that. Uh, this is a story that Bean sent me, and I, I don't, I don't understand how it's it's true. But in a recent interview on BBC Radio Two, Brian May from Queen said that Queen hasn't made any money from Bohemian Rhapsody. What? That movie has grossed $903 million internationally, surpassing 2015 Straight Outta Compton to become the highest grossing musical biopic of all time. Um, do I not know how movies work? Uh, when do they start seeing a, a couple bucks? I really do feel uh, like there's some funny math yeah. going on with a lot of movies. That's studios. what that auditing thing is. It's basically like those stats back end is never, it's always weird. Wow. But I feel like Queen, having their life story made, should be getting a percentage of ticket one sold. Well, yeah. they're just producers. Agreed. So they get paid out with producers. Okay. So, and, still, and, and most of that bookkeeping, but still, eh, that bookkeeping, it's usually fake and doctored. Well, that's what I think. Yeah. So it's all shady? The you entertainment might. business is so maybe, shady? You guys maybe, won't believe this. People in Hollywood uh-huh. lie a bunch. Ooh. Maybe when it hits a billion dollars, then they start paying out to the queen guys. Yeah, possibly. Well. But pennies, you know, not yeah, a lot. pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Good. You know how much they had to pay for, what's his name's teeth? Just the teeth alone to play Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Those were. Is Velcro the word you're looking for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ray Malik is who I was thinking. That of. was pretty sweet. Guys, Daniel Craig has suffered an ankle injury on the set of Bond 25, and they have suspended production temporarily. Apparently, Daniel Craig fell while sprinting during a scene in Jamaica. He was in a ton of pain, complaining about his ankle, so they're like, listen, we're putting you on a plane. You're going to see a specialist in the U.S. I'm sure they didn't do it like mean, but yeah. So he's uh, he's holding up production for just a bit. It's unclear how long um, he might be sidelined, but the paper says a shoot in London scheduled for this weekend has been canceled already. Wow. Now, this is a man that had teeth knocked out during a stunt in Casino Royale. He injured himself on the set of Quantum of Solace and Spectre. Solace. You Why know, do I, was... I keep saying Solace? Not sure. Not sure. Um, I was thinking about this, and when you watch those movies, he sort of has to do a certain amount of those stunts. Uh, he has, He's chasing people. He's I feel jumping like through he has windows. To He's sprint. Yeah, for sure. That like, makes sense. Those dudes, like him and Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe, they do too many of their own stunts. Maybe, but I think he has to do a lot of those. And if you hurt your ankle running, I mean, come on. It's all computers. I wish Hollywood I'm, is I liars. Okay, I don't think it's all computers. Why the f- you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God! Stop f-ing lying! I wish Russell Crowe got injured on my Miz. Good God! Right? He didn't like his singing. Oh my God! Who's with me? Right? Didn't hey, when you're uh, when you're part of George Clinton's band, yes, and he's uh, constantly walking around offering up bumps of cocaine from his long fingernail, hey, and you are taking that cocaine. Um, 
Maybe uh, you shouldn't be charged for it. What? The estate of one former member claims that the funk legend actually turned the bandates, uh, the bandmates into drug fiends, and it cost them tons of money as they sought help for addiction. The estate of George Bernie Worrell Jr. filed a lawsuit against Clinton, and his widow claims that George Clinton has a history of fraud, deceit, and delinquency when it comes to the performance of contracts that he had entered into on behalf of himself and his company. She also points to a recent documentary featuring other band members that accused George Clinton of providing them with drugs and then deducting the amount from their paychecks. Cooking cool makes your brain feel silly. Wow. So the estate suing for an unspecified amount of damages. But here's the thing. If I'm like on stage and we're getting all funky and George Clinton's like, hey, here's my long fingernail with a bump. And I go... Uh, you're charging me for that, George? I thought you were being nice. I, I mean, thought you were being cool. Drugs aren't free. We're all having a good time here. No? No. Cocaine! All right. <laughs> right. Thank you for that <laughs> Thank clarification. You. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Some birthdays for you guys. We've got from the Rams, Clay Matthews. Martin Garrix, the DJ, co-founder of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, some amazing directors, Robert Zemeckis, Sofia Coppola, and George Lucas, actress Amber Tamblin, and Kate Blanchett, and quirky rock star David Byrne. That's what it says here. Quirky rock star. Mm. All right. That's what's happening. Thanks, Ellie. 5 p.m. commercial hour today. It's happening. Thanks. <laughs> to the random act of helpfulness would be SoCal Helpful Honda Dealers. Commercial free, just to be clear. What did I say? Commercial hour. Commercial hour. It's all commercials. I think I did that to you. I okay. think it's the other way around. Right. No, I know. Uh, tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Uh, we told you last week about the dating site Beautiful People mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how you get thrown out for any variety of reasons. We're going to talk tomorrow about deal breakers. What is it that you can't... However small, the smaller the better. I think about these all the time. About yeah. somebody. All the time I think about And these. like you literally will not be uh, in a couple with them because of this tiny little thing. Yeah. Uh, also tomorrow morning, who would you like to see on the Iron Throne at the end of Game of Thrones? Mm. And we've got your tickets to the Game of Thrones live concert experience, plus tickets to the K-Rock Weenie Roast, Luau, and Beach Party. If you'd like to go to krock.com for your chance to win VIP passes and a hotel stay, you can do that as well. That's all tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.